The Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, yo, and welcome to the FIGHT podcast, your weekly combat sports and culture podcast. I'm Serge Vicente and... Man, it's good to be back. It's been a little bit of time. You know, I hope everyone had a great holiday season, New Year's, all that good stuff. But man, 2019, everyone's back to work. We're back into it. So let's go ahead and jump on into it. This week, we're going to go ahead and cover fight news. All of pretty much 2018, UFC 232 Aftermath, all the fight announcements that we've had coming up and everything else we have coming on in the fight world man but before i get into that remember the fight podcast is brought to you each and every week by sage eats sage eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring sign up for sage eats at sageeatschicago.com apply promo code fight for 20 percent off your first three months remember to follow the fight podcast on all social media platforms at the fight podcast and follow me at serge vicente support the show by checking me out of the website thefightpodcast.com subscribe listen rate share we're on itunes soundcloud google plays spotify stitcher and every other place pretty much that holds podcasts so go ahead and check us out and share let everybody know um let's go ahead and jump on into this episode so uh episode 66 boom man we're kicking off the year right um i hope everyone had a great one it has been a wild uh couple of weeks we were able to go ahead i mean hope you guys were able to listen to the the episodes with ocean topic and uh kevin ross which were great we have a whole bunch more content and look i can't wait to share it but since we're already into the new year and we have so much to talk about today, UFC 232. What did I think? Yo, I think what everybody already knows, John Jones is still a cheater. It doesn't matter, man. <laughs> At the end of the day, this is somebody who has, even leading up to this, people, you can give me everything about picograms and this and that. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split it up. Since I feel like everybody's doing this thing nowadays with like separating the the person from the art or whatever, you know, with the all the stuff, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, all the good stuff. But we know, you know, how if I want to separate them. Yes. His talent. Does the steroids help his talent? Yes and no. I think John Jones, regardless, is one of the most skilled people out there. And what separates him from everybody else is his fight IQ. I have honestly never seen somebody adapt throughout a fight better than John Jones has. 
Only other person I can really think of off top is, I mean, obviously you have like Mighty Mouse to Demetrius Johnson. Dude's a savant, man. I still think he's the GOAT and um, at least he's the best I've seen. We can argue about competition and, you know, who he's fought in comparison to other people. But still, man, Mighty Mouse, he's somebody else who has that type of fight IQ. He's consistently trying to break you down. He's trying to pretty much find whatever weakness his opponent has and exploit that in doing all that without pretty much taking any damage. John Jones does the same thing. The way leading up to this fight, and for those of us who don't know, yo, hello, you're two weeks late, it's whatever. <laughs> but for those of us who don't know, John Jones ended up beating Alexander Gustafson by third round TKO. Um, the way he breaks opponents down is, is incredible. Now, what's going to happen next? For Gustafson, eh, back to the drawing board, um, you know, I, I don't know. He doesn't seem like he can beat the best of the best. So if he can't beat the best of the best, I really don't know where he goes. Um, maybe he can jump up to, well, man, not 205. Maybe he can jump up to heavyweight and make some noise at heavyweight. Um, who knows? But maybe he also needs to change the scenery. I don't know who he's training with in in Sweden. I know uh, uh, Latifi's over there. Also, um, what's his name? The choir boy. Uh, British guy, can't think of his name right now, but he's over there also. But I don't know if he has the guys that really push him. I don't know if people are just yes men or doing whatever. But Gus needs a, a change of scenery or a change of weight class. Um, for John Jones, hey man, he he's the two hundred five king again. What do we? I mean, I think we all expected him to win. Yes, I picked Gus. I I don't think Gus showed up, and John did, man. So tip tip my hat to him. I'll never take away from his greatness, especially what he does in there. Now, what do steroids do for him? The steroids are going to end up, even if it's in the minuscule amount. If you've been microdosing or whatever the case may be. People can say I'm hating. It's whatever. I don't care if you think I'm hating. It's what it is. He's been doing drugs. He's been popped for drugs because all these other fighters are tested just as much, if not more, and they never pop. And what does that do? How does that benefit your game? It benefits your game by pretty much allowing you to just have extra confidence to be willing to try because you understand that you have that extra gear. So for him, I know it's not for to look great and bulked up and everything. Nah, man, that's not it. That's another mental edge. Everything for John Jones is confidence. Everything he does, look at the way he pretty much dismisses all of his opponents. It's to keep himself elevated. And, and look, he's a gamesman. I understand. You got to do your thing. You got to posture a little bit. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? It's like with the, uh, the in the chicken coop, whatever, the, the cocks, they get up there, they doing their thing. Yo, I don't know what the hell voice that was, <laughs> but uh, I apologize to if anybody I offended. That was terrible. But um, you know what I mean, man? It's like the rooster is about to go fight, man, the cock fights. You got to posture. They posture. Their feathers get all big. That's where I was going with it, man. It was a terrible joke, and I apologize. But... Um, Look, man, at the end of the day, it definitely, I believe, has benefited him. But I also believe he has one of the 
if not the fightest high IQ that I've ever seen. So look, tip my hat to him. Um, fight news that's already going to go ahead and jump into this uh, first part. UFC, I believe it's 233. That's going to go ahead and be in February, man. That is our, or should I say March 2nd, the March 2nd card. I'll get the, the correct, uh, the pay-per-view number. But that's going to be headlined by John Bones Jones, the and new, I guess you can say, um, light heavyweight champion. He's going to go ahead and defend his belt in not even a month against the surgeon challenger man, Anthony Smith. Um, I don't know if anybody was able to watch the post fight that the UFC does. It was the last post fight that they did on Fox, their last event, essentially. Um, with Fox, they just already moved to ESPN. Um, and they already have like already starting to pump up the ESPN plus app with a gang of content, man. So if you guys don't get a chance check it out, um, I believe UFC fight pass is still doing this thing. They still have a whole bunch of other fights. So it seems like they're going to go ahead and like not even split content, but put a bunch of content on both, um, which is pretty dope. But uh, yeah, man, he's going to go ahead and fight the challenger, Alex Smith. And uh, I can't wait to see that fight. It should be super entertaining. Um, Smith has been knocking everybody's face off, man. He um, is long ever since he was moved up from 185 pounds to 205 pounds. He is he looks healthier. He has a far better chin and he's destroyed um, a lot of people. Now, um, that's Corey Anderson. Now, Corey Anderson already this he and Smith are both on three fight winning streaks, right? But man, I hate to say it. You look at, you know, Smith's pretty much just look at that strength schedule because Corey Anderson's saying he deserves that title shot over Smith. But look, last three wins for Corey Anderson, Ear Latifi by decision, Glover Teixeira by decision, and Patrick Cummings by decision. Okay, so you have three decisions there. Okay, let's look, go ahead and look up Alex Smith, right? Anthony Smith. Dang, I keep calling him Alex Smith. So, Anthony Smith, his last three wins are Rashad Evans, Shogun Hua, and, and to me, this is the one. This is the one that really separated it. Volkan Ozdemir. And Ozdemir, for me, that's what pretty much ends up getting Anthony Smith over the top, right? It's It gets him over the top, man, because that's somebody who's recently fought for the title. He fought for the title this year. So if this is somebody who recently fought for the title, you have to give that guy the title shot. That's what it is. You have to give him the title shot. And that's why Anthony Smith um, is going to go ahead and get that shot. Now, a lot of people think this is going to pretty much be a gimme for John Jones. I understand it, but it's not a gimme. Anthony Smith is a dog and he's a seasoned vet, man. This dude has almost double the fights that John Jones does at this point in time. And now it didn't seem like he reached his potential until recently when he moved up to 205 he's healthy he's able to do a lot of different things but um look at the end of the day dude is a monster and he has the power and the length to make it an interesting fight now am i just kind of playing devil's advocate of course what do i think is going to happen Man, i think john jones is probably going to go in there and pummel dude but that's definitely one of those type of fights that i can actually see Anthony Smith pulling out. He could be the underdog. He could be that guy.
that stylistically might be a problem for John Jones. We don't know. At least not yet. So that's why for me, at least now I'm interested, right? I'm interested in actually watching that fight. I'm interested because you have two such polarizing dudes and they they actually had their little skirmish on that last Fox episode. John just got done his win. He was puffing his chest out. He was confident. Anthony Smith was asking him questions, but pretty much trying to get himself in the pecking order. So he kind of challenged him a little bit and John Jones took the bait. Smith did what he was supposed to do. And now he has he was rewarded with the title shot, and that's why he's getting it over Corey Anderson. So that should be fun. That fight and that fight card, which I will bring up very soon, is crazy stacked. All right. Um, Amanda Nunez 100 percent is a GOAT to me, man. No questions, no, no doubt about it. She went out there in 52 seconds, completely hammered. Uh, who I thought was the female GOAT, who I over and over again, you know, I just praised on this show and everywhere else, man, was Chris Cyborg. Now, who wins if they go at it again? I, I don't know. I think Chris Cyborg didn't respect Amanda Nunez's power at all, and she ended up paying for it. She didn't work the jab. She didn't do anything. Clarissa Shields, the uh, WBC, I believe. She's the WBC um, champion, um, one of the best female, if not the best female fighter in the world. She fights around 160 pounds or so, 154, 160 pounds. And uh, she's an absolute monster. She's an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, she's actually one of Chris Cyborg's training partners, and she's an incredible boxer. She even said, and they had um, a lot of the footage, Chris actually put it out after the fight, was saying, yo, why didn't Clarissa was like, I'm not mad that you lost, but I'm mad that she, she was like, you're a better boxer than that. Why did you brawl with her? You didn't even throw your jab. Her head coach even said the same thing. But I think she was really riled up, man. She wanted to prove a point. She wanted to prove a point. She was like, look, now I have somebody in here who's worthy and I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm the best. But it backfired. She was over-aggressive. She was over-aggressive in the same manner that Jose Aldo was over-aggressive in front of uh, Conor McGregor that first time. Well, the only time. That's what happened, man. So she went out there and you can see her sure, the sure size of Chris Cyborg was pushing forward, but man, Amanda Nunes can crack. Yo, she fights like a dude. I don't even want to say she fights like a girl. She fights like a dude. She's a fighter. And she's crazy accurate. Going backwards, clipping Cyborg with a hard right hand. And then it didn't seem, after she had her sh like shook, it didn't seem like she missed a shot from there on out. Amanda Nunez has beaten. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Hold up. I, I wrote this down. She ended up beating. Chris Cyborg. Valentina Shevchenko twice. Twice. She beat Shevchenko twice. I know a lot of us say, oh, you know, Shevchenko, you know, won the second one. Psh, look, she still didn't get the W on the cards, right? So look, twice she beat Shevchenko. Ronda Rousey, she blasted her out of the way. Misha Tate made her retire. 
Look at the people on a resume. All the women that people you believed had a claim at the greatest of all time spot. Amanda Nunes not only beat it, she made them quit. And if they didn't, she just put them to sleep. She has incredible power, incredible accuracy. I was just listening to, you know, um, one of the, the fight podcast interview alums. Den Thomas was just on Joe Rogan's podcast this past week. And one thing that he was saying is that Amanda Nunes is she's not a fighter. She's not an artist. She's an athlete. But she's an athlete that has that the tenacity to go ahead and do her thing. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but in jest, that's pretty much what he said. And I understand that. I believe that. So seeing her go out there, do it, do this thing, beating everybody, finally getting the respect that she deserves. I honestly don't know what's next. Katzengano again. Katzengano did have a victory over, even though... She blasted her up that first round. She withstood. She came back. Katzengano might be somebody that will be willing to watch. I'd be willing to watch that fight. Megan Anderson, she's the only other legit 145-pounder on the roster. Her, I'd be interested in watching that. Holly Holm, we've yet to watch Amanda Nunes fight Holly Holm. I'd watch that. So there's still a couple of fights out there for her, man, but we'll see. We'll end up seeing what happens. And um, But all in all, yo, there's no questions anymore. She's 100% the GOAT. All right, rest of the card, was, it was a great card, man. Super, super entertaining. Um, who do I have? Michael Chiesa looked amazing, beating Carlos Condit. Alexander Volkanovsky, man. Him and Chad Mendez, man, they went out there and put on the show. Um, two dudes, really similar styles. Alexander Volkanovsky, I didn't even know this, was like a professional rugby player. So this dude is tough. You know, he's hard-nosed, throws great combinations, and is crazy conditioned, man. He ended up getting dropped in that second round, jumped right back up, and ended up knocking out Chad Mendez in the exact same round. Dude is super tough, great power. Think about this. The only people to beat Chad Mendez are people who are former champions or champions. You have Jose Aldo, you have Frankie Edgar. And um, those are the only type of guys that beat or and put away and Conor McGregor. Those are the only guys that beat and put away Chad Mendez. Man, Alexander Volkanovsky did that. He went out there, he put it to a dude, and I was crazy impressed, man. So salute to that dude. I'm telling you, man, Australia and New Zealand, they have a gang of people who are, I mean, look, you have Stylebender, Israel Adesanya, Dan Hooker, even though he took a loss to Edson Barbosa a couple weeks back, dude is still a monster. You got the Shuey brothers down there. I mean, there's a lot of talent coming out of that part of the world right now, man. So um, I'm, I keep your eyes open. I'm really looking out for that. Um, all right. What else is going on? The PFL. PFL Million Dollar Fights was great. Um, I've been following it all year. If you haven't, I really like that system, man. They have the, the playoff system was entertaining. There were underdog stories. It was compelling. Um 
And even even in the last day, man, there were underdogs, there were upsets, all kind of crazy. People retired, people kept going, man. It was great. So really quick, all the million dollar winners were um, Magomedov, um, Mago Medrick. Um, he defeated Roy Cooper III. That's one that none of us actually anticipated. Roy Cooper III was supposed to be the guy. He was the one that everybody in the tournament knew. Look, at welterweight, no matter, I don't care what other weight class it is, Ray Cooper III is going to win that million dollars. And, man, he didn't. He ended up getting guillotined in the very first round, man. Um, great fight uh, by Magomedov, man. I think that's actually Khabib's cousin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the other upset so back-to-back upsets was um sean o'connell at 205 defeated vinnie magalais with a tko in the third round and then after the fight man gets his million dollars sails off into the sunset goes back home to utah and uh lives in salt lake city goes back home puts up a tweet was like look man i'm back at the crib i'm home and I'm done. I retire. 35 years old. Uh, salute to uh, to Sean O'Connell, man, going out there. Good career, knocking it out. All right. Um, at uh, middleweight, Lewis Taylor, Chicago's very own. Um, we're actually currently working on getting Lewis Taylor on the show. Uh, beat the again another one of the prohibitive favorites, man. Abus Magomedov. Abus was even one of our prospect alerts. I thought he was going to go ahead and win the tournament myself. He ended up beating uh, Lewis Taylor, beating him with a shocking man. I. I, I don't think anybody, Vegas, nobody had it like this, man. It was definitely one of the uh, the most shocking upsets I've ever seen. But Lewis Taylor, 33 seconds into the fight, huge left hook, knocks out um, Abus right there. 33 seconds into the fight, man. Um, Lewis Taylor ends up getting that million dollars back and brings it back home to Chicago. All right. Uh, the other winners, Lance Palmer went out there and did his thing. Philip Lentz also went out there and beat Josh Copeland. And Nathan Shulett defeated Rashad, Rashid Magomedov. And um, those are all the million dollar winners for the PFL. I love the PFL's tournament. I think it's good for MMA. I think it's great to see how some of these other athletes are actually getting opportunities to get paid. A lot of guys are getting paid more in the PFL with that million dollars. And I know, I know for a fact, a lot of guys who are in the UFC, who are in all these other larger organizations are looking over at the PFL and saying, so wait up. I know I can beat those guys. And at the end of the day, I get a million dollars. I fight a couple of times throughout the year. I can stack it up. I can make this much. I can get my sponsorships up. The PFL is a legit player in the game. So keep your eyes open for those guys, man. I can't wait to see what happens there. Um, Ryzen. Ryzen was also at the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> it was headlined by the exhibition match with Floyd Mayweather in Tension Nakasawa. Um, the. Okay, you know what? Let, let me talk about the real fights first. All right, real fights, which one was I was really excited about. I woke up crazy early in the morning to watch this fight. It was 135 pound champ, Kiri Haraguchi. Uh, he ended up defeating Bellator's 135-pound champ, Darren Caldwell, by submission in the third round. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think Horiguchi is one of the best 135-pound fighters in the world. 
bar none. He was losing this fight. Um, Caldwell looked like he was having his way with him and ended up getting caught in the guillotine. Still, Horiguchi had his moments. He's it was a back and forth fight. I actually had Caldwell winning at the time of the stoppage, but all in all, great fight, man. Great event. Um, two of the best guys in the world. And I'm so happy. I am so happy that um, they're starting to have a couple cross promoting things. Now, Darren Caldwell says he wants to have a rematch in Bellator's cage because he didn't really adapt that well to the ring. For those of us who don't know, Ryzen is actually in a ring. They they did it just like in a boxing ring, just like old school pride. And um and he's like, yo, I didn't adapt to that well. And I'd like to go ahead and, and fight him, him fight me in Bellator in our cage. And honestly, I don't see why Ryzen wouldn't do it. All right. Let's go to the uh <laughs> this event, man. So Floyd Mayweather versus Tension Nakasawa. Um for I heard so many people, and I can't lie, I, I'm disappointed in people like Ariel Juani and New York Rick and all those guys. I and so many more of the mainstream, like the, the pundits out there. Look, I sound like somebody who's talking on the Young Turks talking about politics or something. <laughs> um I couldn't believe that people really believed that this fight was real. People were saying, oh, I can't, you know, how, why would Japan, you know, do that? And, you know, tensions uh, undefeated. Why would they make them stop it? This was a complete joke. All right. Um, Robin Black did a fantastic breakdown. So, again, what happened during the quote unquote fight? Floyd Mayweather goes out there, just playing around. Visibly looks out of shape. The most out of shape I've ever seen Floyd. He actually looks kind of chunky. It's not even that he was chunky. He just looks smooth, right? He looks smooth, man. He didn't look like he had any definition of any kind. So I'm watching this fight. Floyd's squaring up with him. Floyd is not even throwing a jab. He's playfully pawing a jab, playfully just underhand scooping. And then he finally throws this combination that doesn't connect and tension flies across the cage or the ring. Like he was like shot by a sniper. I didn't know what happened. The next knockdown comes, and okay, I'll give it to you. It was a bigger knockdown. Floyd walks Tension down, squares up, which Floyd never does. And Tension headbutts pretty much and walks directly into a huge uppercut. Tension falls back, but here's the funny thing. He falls back, but again, his head goes the wrong direction. The way that you can tell it wasn't real. Like, come on. And then the last knockdown was completely a joke, man. Um, look, if Floyd got nine million, I wonder what tension got. I know they haven't released that. Floyd, good for you getting a payday, but come on, people. This is a joke. This is a joke. This wasn't real. This is theater. 
Think about all the other people who've done these type of events. Muhammad Ali's done the same thing. Just have fun, man. This is a joke. This is fun. And that's what people need to go ahead and actually understand, man. So it's whatever. I'm I'm not even going to give that any more more love, man. It it was so exaggerated. It, It was crazy, man. All right. All in all, the winners and losers of the weekend were obviously Amanda Nunes was incredible. Um, Michael Chiesa did his thing. But for me, oh, man, the the sour points of the night, the sour points of the entire weekend, BJ Penn. BJ Penn gets admitted by Ryan Hall. And, dog, BJ Penn, the great, the prodigy, BJ the prodigy, one of the first fighters that I truly like adored, man. He was so dynamic. Such a warrior, man. The way he used to go in there and destroy, he went ahead and destroyed Sean Shirk with a flying knee. Busted up Kenny Florian. Starts licking the blood off of his gloves after he beat him up. Head kicks in the last round, Diego Sanchez, and chokes him out. Dog, that's the BJ Penn I remember. Not this, man. Why do we keep on bringing him up here? Dan White wouldn't let Chuck Chuck Liddell fight for the UFC anymore, but he keeps letting BJ Penn go out here and embarrass himself? Come on, dude. That's not a good look. So, I, I don't know, man. I, BJ Penn has lost his last six fights. Yeah, it was hard to watch, man. He's the only real loser of the weekend. Um, man, I don't know what to tell you. All right, so... Fight news. There's been a lot going on. We have a whole lot of fight changes and people getting pissed off. And I'm going to try to get through these as quickly as possible for you guys. Um, starting off, Fabricio Berdoom, former heavyweight UFC champ. Um, he has wins over some of the greats, man. Cain Velasquez, Fedor, and, you know, everybody else, man. Mark Hunt and so much more. He says he's done with the UFC. Fabricio Verdun was suspended by USADA until May of 2020. And his manager, Ali Abziz, said that he wants out. And this is a quote uh, by Ali. Ali said, I think Fabricio is done. You'll never see him in the UFC again. They need to do what they need to do. But at the end of the day, Fabricio has to do whatever he needs to do for his family. I know Dana's tough, but these guys have hearts. They understand that this is the only source of income. Now Fabricio 41, after his suspension ends and he comes back, he'll be 43. What is he going to do? If they open a senior league, we'll wait. But Fedor, uh, Fabricio Verdum did not cheat. You understand? How stupid are you to cheat at 41 years old? You'd have to be. I don't think Frank Mir cheated. I don't think Tom Lawler cheated. I think those guys just got caught for something like John Jones did. And John Jones keep getting slaps on the wrist. I'm not hating on them, but you don't need USADA. USADA's fake. They're a fraud. Some guys like Zurabi Turkovov, I'm sorry, obtained uh, his supplement two years. Other guys, six months. How is that possible? 
they don't treat everybody equally. I think Fabricio be doing be fighting in Russia, to be honest with you. I need the UFC's blessing for this. I want their blessing. And this comes from MMA fighting. Bruh. <laughs> He's right. All of these guys have got two-year suspensions. Boom. Right there. Done. Two years on the bat. Can't make any money. Can't work. A lot of us forget this is what these guys do for a living. Most of these guys don't have everyday jobs. They're professional athletes. And this is what they do for a living. So, I'm not mad. I hope they do let him go, man. And um, it, it really is sad to see somebody as great as Fabricio gone. I wanted to see Fabricio fight Kane again. I wanted to see them fight on U.S. soil. I wanted to see him fight at sea level. I wanted to see that fight. I wanted to see him fight anybody. There's so many good heavyweights. I want to see him fight D.C., I want to see him fight John Jones. There's a lot of fights out there for him, man, so I'm sorry to see him go, but I'm not mad at him. All right, so check this out. The 170-pound championship is now going to be on that exact same card as John Jones versus uh, Anthony Smith. Tyron Woodley's going to go ahead and defend his belt again. Kamaro, the Nightmare Usman. Yo, I'm excited. I think this is a great fight. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really, really tough challenge for Tyron Woodley. But man, I can't lie. I think the UFC dropped the ball. The UFC dropped the ball some serious with this one. They leapfrog Colby Covington, who I'm going to be honest with you, I am not a fan of. Kobe Covington isn't somebody who I think is that entertaining of a fighter. And I think he's corny. I think his jokes are trash. And the way he tries to be divisive to me isn't entertaining at all. But he's earned a title shot. Regardless of how I feel about him personally, he has earned that shot. And since he's earned the shot. And they pretty much... Gave him the shaft. I'm not mad at Kobe Covington for being pissed off at it. Um, I'm going to let you guys listen to a little bit of what Kobe said. But before I go ahead and get to that, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you or is on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Um, follow the show on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate, share. Uh, the Fight Podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and every major place that podcasts are. All right. So, look, man, Kobe has beaten the exact same guys. Truly, the exact same people that. Kamar Usman beat. He beat Rafael Dos Anjos, and he also went ahead and beat um, Damian Maya. Kamar Usman beat them 
more convincingly. But I don't see why the UFC made this move. What they should have done is this. And I think it's a pretty simple play to make. Kamar Usman just fought. He fought a month ago, if that. He just fought a month ago. This fight's next month. You go ahead and have this fight. Kobe Covington and Tyron Woodley. International Fight Week comes around. Then Kamar Usman gets that person. He has the, 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 the allotted amount of time of rest to heal up, do everything he needs to do to get ready for a championship. And then him and Kobe Covington get their shot at the title. I don't see why they didn't do that. But now you have another guy that you pretty much just prove that titles don't mean anything. Interim titles don't mean anything. It's not a good look. This is another reason why the UFC and MMA in general needs a fighter's union. But it doesn't make sense that people outside of the UFC, outside of the sport, why are we the ones calling for it? I don't know. I guess I'm not in those rooms, but I don't see fighters sitting down, doing, becoming organized and doing that. Yo, do that. Why aren't you doing that? Because if you don't do that, only thing that's going to happen is you're going to continue getting just beat up and shit on by the UFC. And there's going to continue being favorship, favorite, you know, yeah, favoring people and all those other things, man, like favoritism and all that nonsense. It's going to continue happening. Certain people are going to get cut. Certain people are going to get suspended for two years. Some people aren't. This stuff is going to continue happening until the fighters put their foot down, and said, look, man, we're not fighting until we actually have some respects and some rights. You guys want to consider yourselves a major sport, which I do as well. I'm a huge proponent of the sport. I'm a fan. I, I jump up and down for combat sports. So I'm blue in the face. I do it all the, on here all the time. But until the fighters actually the ones jumping up and down that are blue in the face. Until that actually happens. No change is going to happen and we're going to continue seeing fighters getting shit on. That's all that's going to happen. So, look, man, um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Kobe. Um, I would like to see him fight. Honestly, there's so many other guys out there. Um, Ben Askren comes to mind. For me, I think Ben Askren and Kobe Covington will be entertaining uh, I think they'll be it'll be entertaining trash talk. Kobe with his cringeworthy trash talk. Ben Askren with his really funny, smart, goofy trash talk. It'll be entertaining, man. Dude will be treating his life the entire time. So it'll be uh it'll be a good look. <laughs> uh what else do we have? What else? What else? What else? Um Oh, dude. I want to talk about that also. American Top Team. Uh, Mike Brown actually put this out on Twitter. And Buddy had to go ahead and flex a little bit. This is how ATT finished the year. Which, 
again, I think it goes in cycles, but it was a AKA goes back to American top team goes back up to uh, TriStar Montreal. You know, they, they, these, these power gyms end up getting like their swings and when they're really, really starting to hit their stride. And a lot of their fighters are really doing well. And, uh, listen to this. Amanda Nunes wins the UFC featherweight belt. Horiguchi wins the Ryzen Bantamweight belt. Three American top team fighters, uh, Schultz, Lynn, and Marco Mascherov win million dollar PFL tournaments. Kayla Harrison moves to 3 0, American top team. They are what MMA teams should look like, man. Um, Dan Lambert, the owner of the gym, is somebody who they say trains every day, who truly loves his fighters, who designed the gym, who didn't just pick out a warehouse with somebody who actually went out there, mapped it out, bought a plot of land and said, this is where I'm going to build a, a MMA fighting combat sports facility. That guy. So, man, um, it's it, it, I think uh, it's great. And I can't wait to see what else pretty much ATT has in store. I think it's going to be a huge year for him in uh, 2019. But all right, let me see. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Uh, Man, now that's it, man. We did it. We're back, man. Happy 2019, everybody, man. Thank you guys so much for a great 2018. Um, We were able to get 65 episodes in on our first year. Thank you for everybody who listened. Thank you for everybody who supported. Thank you for all of my athletes who um, and coaches and, and media personalities who ended up being and being interviewed on the show. We have a lot of more great interviews, a lot more great content coming up very soon, man. So keep your eyes open. Um, yo, this is the Fight Podcast. As you know, man, I'm your host, Serge Vicente. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Sir Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Purchase merch today. Yo, thank you guys again for um, for listening. We'll be back this week. We'll uh, end up getting up a couple more episodes, and we'll pretty much jump right back on it, man. Start blazing through episodes for you guys again. Um, not this weekend, but start next weekend. Yo, we're back off to the races. Um, and oh, real quick, uh, before I forget, uh, the schedule was just announced for the UFC on ESPN next year. And yo, these dudes are actually only going to go ahead and put on one um one pay-per-view in a month salute to them man i'll talk about that a little bit more in the next episode but yo that just blew my mind i couldn't believe they actually did it uh yo um as always this is Sergio Vicente. peace out see you guys next time